Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Mic'd Up. So I know it's been a while since I last hosted the show, but I'm back. And this time, we have Ethan, who is the founder of Beauty Glow, a lifestyle brand. So without further ado, let's get right into the podcast. Hey guys! So yes, before we jump right into the topic today, we'll first have Ethan here to introduce himself. Hi, Ethan. Hi, hi, Del. Thanks for having me today. You're welcome. So um, my name is Ethan Wong, and I am a storyteller, internet marketer, copywriter. Uh, I've just graduated from Monash with a degree in tropical environment biology and microbiology. Wow. And I am the co-founder of um, Beauty Glow. Right, yeah. co-founder of Beauty Glow. Actually, um, do you want to you know, introduce us to what Beauty Glow is? Because I came across your uh, uh, came across Beauty Glow a few months back when I was looking at some products, and so I was really <laughs> interested in like the different products that you have. So, would you like to you know introduce to us what Beauty Glow is all about? Yeah. So, uh, basically, Beauty Glow. I mean, although its name has beauty inside, it's actually more of a wellness and self-care company. So the idea of Beauty Glow is pretty simple, actually. It's not like some super out-of-nowhere million-dollar idea, but it's more like, you know, you, you have a relationship, you know, when someone's birthday is coming up or mm-hmm. like you have your partner's anniversary that's coming up uh-huh. and you just want to get them something. But the issue here is that things out there are always so expensive when it comes to like relationship-related stuff. Like, just think about flowers, just think about jewelry. And then, like, you know, we are university students, we are young kids in love. So, like, the idea here is like, you know, I just want to get someone something that could express, like, my love for them, but at the same time, not be generic. Because mm-hmm. um, I do have a lot of friends who get gifts like ties, wallets, purses, like, you know, super mainstream, right? So, the idea here is to introduce, like, a line of products, self-care related products that... Um, that has ne- probably never ca- that you probably have never thought of getting for yourself, right? So when this guy or this girl gets something, gets something from Beauty Glow, the idea here is, you know, this is a product you never kind of knew you needed, but it's a self-care product either way, so it would be pretty helpful. So it's kind of like expressing your love without being generic and making it super affordable as well. Yeah. Right, right. So it's in a combination of self-love and also a gift for your other half, in a sense. Right. Yeah, other half, you know, if it, it, it can be from a kid to a parent, it could be like boyfriend and girlfriend, girlfriend and girlfriend. Uh, it could be just normal friends. Um, literally, we just want to make it a gifting brand. Yeah. Mm, right. And also, I realized that Beauty Glow was established uh, early this year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, around mid-June, we were talking about the idea. Yeah. Oh, mid-June, which means that it's only been around for like a few months, like Four, four or five months. Yeah, so we actually had the idea. Talk, we were talking about the idea in mid-June. And then I think within approximately one month, like we just had everything set up. Like we bought the domain, we got the website. We actually started running ads like three weeks in. And mm-hmm. then that was like when everything let's kind of took off, you know. Wow, that's really quick actually. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, it, it is like thanks to I would say it's thanks to like you know all of my groupmates like every one of us worked together to kind of make this achieve make this happen, and it's also I guess I guess I guess it's also kind of we're just like one of those other businesses you know like there's nothing extremely unique you know there's so many small businesses mm-hmm. that are 
that are coming up because of mm-hmm. COVID, right? Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. everyone's just finding ways to, you know, to just make money or to learn something, to start a new side hustle. Mm-hmm. So I guess this is like nothing unique. It's not like a million dollar startup. It's more like some, like a project that we want to work on just to see how far I can go from here. And right. uh, thankfully, it's been, it's been pretty good so far. You know, like we've been achieving all our goals and we actually set out to like achieve like certain goal by the end of this year, but mm-hmm. we have already like doubled that goal. Wow, so, impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. Yeah. But actually, speaking of which, right, um, when I was looking at Beauty Glow as well as your personal account, actually, I realized that you did not associate yourself with Beauty Glow. Like, um, I don't see any products or any promotion in your personal account. Um, would you like to you know, tell us why? Yeah, sure. So, um, so, okay, let's be like, so from my point of view is that um, whenever I set out to, to, to work on a side project, I try to keep it like super low-key as possible. Mm-hmm. So that there are a couple of things that I've been doing in the past. We have just been extremely secretive about. Um, I think it's a preference thing. Like some people just rather like to, you know, like they just like to mention like what brands are under them, what brands are not. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in their bio, they have the ad, ad, yeah, ad, yeah, right? They yeah, don't yeah. Even brands. Uh-huh. Um, I'm more like... A, my close friends know everything I'm up to, like my handful of close friends. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, I don't really associate myself um, also because like, so, you know, when you're just starting a business and, you know, usually the first few people who support you will be mom, will be dad, will be brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I, yeah, so like, I guess, uh, I guess it's a proof of concept that, you know, I just want to try something without mm-hmm. letting anyone know. And, mm-hmm. you know, fun fact is my parents didn't even know I was doing this until like, you know, we started ordering like hundreds of boxes to come in. I was like, what? You know, they, uh-huh. they just thought like parcels coming in every day was like from Shopee, you know, from Alibaba and this right, and that. So right, they actually yeah. thought like nothing was going on. And then suddenly I was just like, there are people coming over to pick up the parcels. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, what's going on here? <laughs> so I guess the idea of publicly associating myself is also because like, I just want to take it as far as possible, sell it to strangers, mm-hmm. strangers who don't know a thing about you. Mm-hmm. and see if they will actually buy this, right? Mm. So, yeah, it's actually really testing the market rather than just selling to mom, dad, uncle, auntie. It's really testing it with real strangers and seeing if they will buy the product. Yeah. Right, nice. Okay, that, that sounds very interesting, actually. And I'm sure aside from Beauty Glow, you also do, like, other, other stuff, right? Because I, when you told me about the stuff that you do, I was, like, I was so impressed because... There's so many things that you do. So actually, how, you know, how do you take time to, to balance everything and to juggle with everything that you have? Yeah, okay. So to give some context, right? So a couple of things that I was working on was that uh, within this university period itself, uh, I've managed to run a school, a student council's uh, school of science. So mm-hmm. it was basically leading about 700 over students. I've also managed to be part of the TEDx team. I've also managed to join like science research competitions. And then I've also managed to do like two university exchanges, one to NTU Singapore and the other one to Warwick, UK. I've also been able to do internships. Currently, I'm working my fifth company, like, you know, just within like before I graduate. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. the idea, like, so, so, you know, maybe to some people it's like, wow, that's overwhelming. Uh, Maybe to other people that, nah, that's nothing much, right? But I think the idea behind how I'm able to achieve more is to basically, um, to, to make it simple, is to basically uh, assign a dollar value to your hour. I'm not too sure mm. if you've heard of this before. Assign a dollar value to? 
your hour. hour. Mm. So means so it comes with a lot of self awareness. For example, if let's say each day I can put in five to six productive hours, mm-hmm. my 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 goal here is to guard these six hours extremely tight as possible. Mm. Means no distractions, no obstacles, like no mom coming in telling me do something last minute. <laughs> uh-huh. It's just like pure focus on getting more done, mm. and and I assign a dollar value. So basically, I would say okay, if I'm gonna locate to like five to seven p.m. as my working hour, it will be worth about, and you can exaggerate the number. So I'll usually exaggerate number at about three hundred bucks an hour, right? Three hundred ringgit an hour. Mm. So the idea here is, if there's any low value task that comes in between, mm-hmm. if I could just push it away, or mm-hmm. I could just get someone else to do it, mm-hmm. then um, I will, right? So the idea is to protect that productive period like super super closely, mm. so that uh, it's not about hustling like twenty twenty hours a day, but it's more about protecting those hours and making the most out of things. And that's mm. how I was. I guess for most part, that's how I was able to achieve more. Yeah. Right. So it's a lot of blocking your time and prioritizing the things that needs to be done in that that time frame that you set for yourself. Right. Yeah, and and I think another thing it's um I think this applies to most people. So is that uh I think social media just mm-hmm. genuinely being active on social media itself is kind of like a low value activity. <laughs> right, so I mean, like, I mean, um, I, I'm, I'm also, I'm really guilty of like scrolling as well. But I try to keep a cap on how much I scroll each day. You know, mm-hmm. it's like three hours, like mm-hmm. that's all phone time. Mm-hmm. So once, once it, once three hours is up, it's up. Mm-hmm. So um, I think keeping track of how you spend each day and every single minute of your time every mm-hmm. single day can mm-hmm. really make you more aware of like how your time is being spent mm-hmm. like if your time is being wasted on something that's not so useful as mm-hmm. compared to something that you could be doing mm-hmm. and then you can really reflect back and start working backwards and say hey let's how do i make the most of today mm. Mm, right actually just to rewind back a bit just now you mentioned about social media right and how like a lot of people are using social media to you know, just scroll through and just spend their time but actually Social media is pretty important, especially because like people like you, because you're doing e-commerce business, right? So what is your take on the social media um, usage you know, to influence e-commerce business, for example? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, what you say is right. If if I'm a if I'm an e-commerce owner, mm-hmm. then I can't run away from social media as well, right? Yeah. Uh, but I think the tip here is to create content but not consume it. Mm. Right. It's not to scroll endlessly, but it's just to put out things. So truth be told, I don't really spend a lot of time on like you know either Beauty Glow's Instagram or my own Instagram. It's just I have something in mind I want to share. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just. You know, swipe my phone open, post the story, and then like just close it back. <laughs> right. Either that, or I will. I think um, we will usually pre-plan our Instagram posts like one month ahead. Mm-hmm. So we auto schedule everything. Mm-hmm. So basically, we only get notifications pop up when customers, you know, text us DM or or they, they slide into our DMs. So mm-hmm. apart from that, we try to minimize the amount of time like my entire team spends on social media, and we try to do more high value things. Yeah. Right. Okay, and I don't know. Looking at how much that you know you have to do and how much that you have to juggle, a lot of some, not a lot. I would say quite a few people would say that um, 
it's that person being too organized because he has so many things to do. Or some other people can also think that, um, you know, this person is just being too ambitious, you know, trying to do so many things at the same time. Well, actually, what do you think? Is it really being just too unorganized, being too ambitious, or just, you know, really venturing outside, you know, your comfort zones? Yeah. I think the idea of being, uh, I think the idea of taking on too many things at once, I definitely have people telling me that I'm way too ambitious, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, I'm, I'm used to it. Lah, but I guess the question here is, uh, why aren't you ambitious, right? Like, mm. um, in a sense that like, if you could dream big, if you could achieve more, why not, right? Uh, and yes, I will admit, like really straight up admit, I'm like super unorganized because I have a lot of things everywhere. <laughs> um, but I'll say this is that um, there are things, there's two ways to separate your time. There's like urgent tasks and there's important tasks. Mm-hmm. So urgent tasks are things that, you know, last minute someone says, hey, there's something you need to do. Like, can you please get this done? Mm-hmm. And then uh, important tasks are things like working out, reading, meditating. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that actually, if you really, even if you take on many things at once, you, you, yes, you'll be swamped with so many things. But what's funny is that whenever I, I always make time for the more important things like reading, meditating, I don't really like respond to last minute requests on a lot of things. But one thing I realized is that when I adapt that kind of lifestyle, Funny thing is, those last-minute things that so people so-called call urgent mm-hmm. could actually be neglected, or they could find, or it could actually be solved on its own. Mm-hmm. If yeah, so it's it's actually so-called like false alarms, and and it's it's if you if you actually like just sit calm and like just watch the thing pass, it's not really that urgent when you look back and think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, right. I think it's fine to just tackle many things at once. Uh. Because honestly, not ma- many things are shouting for your attention these days. Mm-hmm. Like everywhere you go, everything's like, you know, your phones, your surroundings, right? So mm-hmm. we just get stimulated so much. And I think the idea is once you say, I want to take on a few things, a handful of things, and you focus on them, then you try to tune down the noise and, and you realize that even though it's kind of unorganized, it's kind of organized in its way. You know, like when the cup comes in and cleans your room, <laughs> yeah. it's like super messy. <laughs> it's messy, but you know where everything is. Yes, right? yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so I'll use that kind of analogy yeah, to describe this. Right. Okay, that sounds very interesting. And um, actually, the, for, this, for this episode, we're actually going to be talking a lot about venturing outside our comfort zones. So you know, for you, Ethan, yourself, what is venturing outside your own comfort zone? I think uh, it's the idea of making yourself uncomfortable until you're comfortable being uncomfortable. <laughs> Does okay. <that> make sense? <laughs> right, does that make sense? So um, uh-huh. it's all about saying, it's, it's not about settling for anything. Like when, when we think about moving outside comfort zones, we are thinking about extra or being extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And like Elon Musk said before, like being extraordinary is actually a choice you make, right? Mm. It's not some like, regardless if you're poor, if you're rich, if you're deep, whatever skin color, whatever it is, right? Being extraordinary just comes down to whether you choose to go that extra mile or not from the ordinary. And I would say that people who, I would say that I'm, I'm, I, I want to be on a mission to make myself, push myself out there, like to really push myself out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I believe that, you know, staying at one place and just being too comfortable is very, very, um, you miss a lot of opportunities if you do that. Right, right. 
right. you miss out a lot of opportunities. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Then when is it that you know you have that you know, that aha moment that you know hey I'm just gonna you know just do this I'm not gonna think of the consequences and just go for it. Yeah, so I think um I would say that like urgency lends itself to action, right? Like you wouldn't like if if you're not starving, you wouldn't go out and forage for food. Mm. Uh, same goes. Yeah, if if you so we don't we don't really engage in this habit of preparing way beforehand. We just do things when urgency hits. So this was me back in year one, right? Like it was absolutely terrible. Like uh, I was so comfortable just studying in science and you know just wanting to get a scholarship and whatnot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then and then it was through first year's um internship mm-hmm. in the science lab, mm-hmm. where um I was just doing the same thing every day, like nine to five, like twenty two days a week. And I was getting paid like 400 ringgit a month. Like 400 ringgit a month. That's not even enough to cover like my petrol, my toll and my food. Right. So, and then, and then like, I, I, I was seeing the things that I was packing each day, they were like DNA kits. And mm. each kit cost more than my monthly salary. <laughs> <laughs> so if you think about it, it's like, what? Like, I'm like, I mean, I'm not happy in the sense that, wow, like what I'm doing in a day like just packing one thing already mm-hmm. costs much more than it costs to employ me for an entire month. Mm. So I find that, yeah, that was where I was like, oh, like, no, like, no, this has got to change. Mm. And, and this was where I said, okay, um, I started looking at my boss. I started studying, you know, what is it that he was doing differently? Mm. And then I started looking into entrepreneurship. I'd be like, you know, I really want to do my own business. And, and that was where I got engaged. I got too caught, I caught, got caught, super caught up in the startup world. And I was like, okay, like, I cannot be here anymore. Like I cannot stay in a science lab, you know, get paid like maybe two, three thousand a month. No, I'm not no offense. I mean, this is big money to some people as well. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I really cannot just, you know, stay there and just see someone else be freaking rich and like here I am. Mm-hmm. So the idea, the aha moment was when I said, you know what? Let's just take an exchange program and let's just fly, you know, let's just go east, let's just go west and find mm-hmm. out how to conduct business. Mm-hmm. So that was where um I didn't actually know it, but I, I told myself, whatever happens, I'm going to go overseas. Like, mm. I have to learn how business is done there. Mm. Partly because, like, in my course, I'm not allowed to choose business modules because mm. I'm a science major. So, what I did was, I actually applied to want to study science in those unis. But when mm. I went there, I sat in for their business classes. Wow, <laughs> smart move. Very smart move. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I end up skipping um, most of my science modules just so I could, you know, attend <laughs> economic attend econometrics you know attend entrepreneurship Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and yeah and this was what I did and I guess that was that was the breaking point because um when I was in NPU uh I also did made a last minute request to take just two business units and two science units Mm -hmm. and it was there where I got introduced to e-startups digital marketing e-commerce and it was really there which was approximately about a year ago where I was like wow I just got I just remember being blown away by like you know, how much you could make, mm-hmm. how much more fun it is, mm-hmm. you know, um, seeing everything you create, like you don't even have to like go through the step-by-steps of building a business. You can literally build a business from home already. Mm-hmm, and I was, mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, you know, if I didn't venture out of that comfort zone, I never would have known this. Right. right? Okay. And yeah. actually like, I don't know, from, from my perspective, it seems like for you, Venturing outside your comfort zone was a pretty big step in the sense that you decided to go overseas, you know, and uh, learn something that's totally new for you in, in, in essence, you're learning about economics and learning about business. What about for people who just want to, you know, 
just take that little step out of their their per comfort zone per se. Like for example, I'm very um I'm very I'm, I'm a shy person. So uh, for once, I actually want to go to this event, you know, just to to break that 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 bubble that's around me. So what is your opinion on just you know that small step of trying to venture outside that comfort zone? Hmm. Yeah. So I think I get this quite a lot as well. You know, people saying. Uh, I want to do this, but like I don't know. Then I would usually, I would usually ask them to boil it down to its fundamental truth. Mm. Like, like if you ask, like imagine three circles. Mm -hmm. Like when you ask them why they don't want, usually shy is like the very outer circle. You have to dig in and find out like what exactly is stopping them. Right. And most of the time, it equates back to a couple of things. Usually, it has to do with your pride. It has to do with your fear of being embarrassed, or it has to do with you not being like your circumstance, like you're not not enough money, or mm. you can't commit, mm -hmm. or whatever it is. So we, we'll, when you dig deeper and unveil the hidden, like the hidden, uh, the hidden missing piece, like whatever it is that's scaring them, mm -hmm. you can. I can sit down and say, okay, if you think if you are afraid of being embarrassed, here's a news for you. Like you know, like no one cares. Like you know, like nobody really cares. Mm -hmm. Like no one will actually remember what they ate yesterday. So what makes you think they'll remember if you embarrassed yourself weeks or months ago? Right, if right. they are like, if, if it's the circumstance, like you know, they are just not wealthy enough. I guess you could always say like, you know, you can work, you can do side hustles, you can find a way to learn how to offer freelance service. Mm -hmm. Like especially with the internet economy these days, like there's just so much you can do. It's amazing. Like, like. I just can't start to tell you like how many, how much opportunities there are out there. Mm -hmm. But what we need to do is we need to conquer that fear of being embarrassed, of being turned down, rejected, you know. So I would say to people who, who wants to try something, but they are afraid of taking the first step. I think, I think, I would think that um, learn to like learn to say yes immediately on the spot first, mm -hmm. and then learn like and then learn as you go like. Just, just whatever this just promise yes and then you, <laughs> you know like just just if it's scared of speak public speaking just learn to public speak right it, it all right. comes down to determination as well if you want to achieve it yeah, yeah perfectly well said because like i personally can relate to that to that you know the whole idea of it because like when i was uh when one of our our founder Alton, he, he approached me to say that hey you know let's start this this podcast you know and i was yeah. like huh what are you asking me? You know, sometimes when I speak, I still stutter and I still have a lot of ums and ahs, a lot of hesitations in you know, the way I speak. So I was like, are you sure you're gonna, you know, make me part of the host and stuff? So I was pondering here and there, here and there. And then I was just like, you know what? Let's just go for it. I know it's a once in a lifetime chance. So if let's say I don't take that first step to venture outside what I deem is my comfort zone, then I'm never gonna make it. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's the first for everything, you know, like, like the quote says, like every master was once a beginner. You literally start from zero. Yeah. And the idea here is if you don't, like it, you, don't, you don't naturally get good at something. It just mm -hmm. comes with a lot of pushing yourself out, putting yourself out there. Correct, and eventually you, you get extremely amazing at it. Correct, yeah. correct. And I'm sure, I mean, in this, in this kind of new ventures, there's bound to be a little bit of, of embarrassment, a little bit of hesitations, a bit of doubts here and there. But it's pretty important to... You know, embrace it and really if it's a mistake then we'll just learn from it and move on because nobody's going to be perfect anyway right yeah yeah so um there's 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 this quote that from steve Jobs, i think which was absolutely amazing so this was the one quote that really just lit my mind on fire uh -huh. so it says that um 
when you're at this age, right, you have to take risk. Like you have to go out and try new things before you have family commitments, before you're paying for the house, paying for the bills, you know, you're married, you have kids. This is absolutely the age where you're supposed to try everything mm -hmm. because what is the worst case that happens if you fail? At most, you lose like a couple of dollars. At most, you lose your money and you lose like the clothes behind your back. Now, that was what Steve Jobs said, you know. At most, he loses his beat-up old car and some money. But that could always be gained back by working a full-time job. Mm. But the idea here is you don't, if you don't try, you never know, right? So right, if you talk right. about the risk versus rewards at 20 to 25 years old, the risk is like extremely low, but the rewards and what you stand to gain is disproportionately higher. Yeah. higher. It's, yeah, yeah. it's extremely skewed. Yeah. So it's just like saying going to a gambling table and every time you play, you're going to win. Correct. Right? So, <laughs> So, yeah, I guess if you put it that way, you actually realize, oh, like, like there's absolutely nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. Because even if you do lose, it's like a micro lose, but you're macro winning. Mm. Mm, right. Perfectly well said. Then actually, um, like for you personally, were there any setbacks that perhaps caused you to feel like quitting or to take a step back from the things that you're doing? Um, yeah, I think there definitely is. Um, and usually, I would say that um, sometimes it's just, you know, even if you're running a podcast, right, there are always occasions where you say, uh, you know, we want to be here, but what's stopping us? And sometimes you just think, okay, like you can put in a lot of work, but you may, most of the time you need, like you need everyone to be super invested in it, right? So sometimes it's, I would say that what's stopping or if there are any setbacks, it's just that, you know, between us group of friends who three of us are still in university, by the way. Um, sometimes, you know, things get in the way, right? There's university assignments, um, there's commit family commitments, there's mm -hmm. just the, I don't know where this is going, but I want to have fun kind of thing. Uh -huh. So when fun then turns into work, then, you know, there'll definitely be like, hold up, you know, I didn't sign up for this. Kind of, you know? <laughs> so I guess the setbacks here, and I'll admit is that my team has been like extremely amazing. Like, everyone's mm -hmm. been helping us so much, but sometimes I just can't help but think, you know, we want to go faster. We want to scale. Mm. But like, is everyone ready? Is everyone in the right frame of mind? For example, mm -hmm. if I ask like the mic'd up team tomorrow, like, mm. do you want to, you know, do you want to interview like Harvey Fiskandar? Or do you want to interview like some super big guy? Right? <laughs> so it's, like, you know, the, the setbacks here, I guess, is just um, like, how do you, how do you want to grow, keep up? How do you want to keep up with the pace that you set for, for yourself? Right? Mm -hmm. um, that's the primary setback and one thing about uh, that I've to, that I've learned on uh, unfortunately it's a bit sad is that um, you cannot like even as a as, as I'm running this or as I'm running other things is that you cannot like just because it's your business you cannot expect like everyone to put in like the same amount of effort in anything mm, that they do mm, right. right at the end of this it's your business right, right yeah. uh, and, and you know like just because you can do it doesn't mean someone else can so I guess the setback here would be, you know, um, which, is, which is a natural setback. It's just that you always have different people who have different ideas, different goals, dreams. And how can you manage all of those expectations, pack them nicely and get them to achieve a, a common goal? Mm. Mm -hmm. All right. And um, just a final question. What would you tell people who would like to challenge themselves to do something different today or anything that is you know, out of their comfort zones. Mm. Okay. So, um, yeah. So 
I, I, I read this quote from one of my favorite entrepreneurs. His name is Peter Thiel. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and so what he said is, um, usually you ask people, what do you want to achieve? Like if you ask anyone, like for example, Dell, what do you want to achieve um, in 10 years time? Right? So mm. perhaps you say, I want a happy family. I want a really nice house. I want, a, I want dogs, you know, I want kids. No dogs, it, no dogs. <laughs> no dogs. <laughs> But it, it's like the idea here is like we think that we set a we set an arbitrary timeline of 10 years mm. and then we think by 30, 31, we are gonna achieve all those. Mm. Well, the answer is no. Like you will set like a 10-year period thinking that by when you hit 31, everything's gonna be there. Mm. So what Peter Thiel asked us to think about is think about where you see yourself in 10 years and then ask yourself, what can you do to get there, but do it within six months? Ooh, okay. And when you think about this, you actually start to boil down to its fundamental principles that like n- nothing will work unless you do. Mm. Right? Like if you if if you don't put in work, that dream will just be a dream, right? So where you see yourself in 10 years all comes down to kind of what you do today. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about what you do tomorrow. I'm not talking about sacrificing today for next week. I'm saying what you do today. Like if you decide to say, to, let's make today the best day of your life, let's make today as productive as possible, then you know, you're one step closer to that dream. But when you say, nah, I'll sleep on it, let's do it tomorrow, then your dream just got delayed by another day and you're right. one step further from achieving that. Mm-hmm. So if you can boil it down to tackling it day by day and not so fast thinking about how do I scale this million dollar brand, instead, make from one ringgit, make 10, from 10, make 50, 50, make 100. If you can think of that living it each day and maximizing your output, mm-hmm. then I would say that uh, if that is your core focus, then you will do whatever it takes to get there. Even if it means embarrassing yourself today, even if it means trying something new, even if it means making yourself uncomfortable because you know you need to do that in order to achieve that goal. Mm. Yeah. So it's a lot of you know, immediate actions and just taking it one step at a time, right? Yeah. Don't, you don't have to think like, you know, some people start a book like they want to start to write a book and the first concern that they have is, oh, you know, who am I going to publish? Where am I going to publish it? Mm. Uh, you know, like don't think too much. Just, just write the book, you know, just, just try that business and then just follow up consistently. Research is important, but mm. most importantly, take action. Mm. And it's like when mm. you reach that stage, then only you handle that stage at that time instead of worrying of what's to come in the future. Right? Yeah, yeah. Worry absolutely helps it nothing. It doesn't <laughs> help with anything at all. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I guess I, what I want to say is that um, everyone has this ability to be amazing, to be awesome, to be extraordinary. I guess the idea here is like, it comes down to how badly you want it, right? Mm. Like no sugar coating. If you don't want it bad enough, then someone else is going to take that space, you know? Yeah, hmm. true, true. All right. Um, so yeah. do you have any last words for our audiences today? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so I actually don't really post a lot of like, I know what we're talking about today is a lot of comfort, like venturing beyond comfort zones and all. Uh, I don't really post these kind of things on my Instagram, partly mm. because uh, I would like to be no more as a storyteller. So if you guys are interested, you know, I think uh, you can always feel free to browse my Instagram at Ethan Wong HA. And there's where I usually talk about, you know, my stories, uh, can be relationship stuff, can be work stuff, can be just about life. And I think most importantly, just embrace who you are and just go out and try and make each day the best day possible. That's about it. 
Right, right. Well, very well said. So um, we've come to the end of this episode. Um, Ethan, just now you wanted to share something with us. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think just be genuine and just make the most out of each day. Uh, don't don't fall for you know. Um, don't 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 be tempted. Don't be afraid to take action. Whether if it's fear that's striking you, if you're embarrassed, if it's your pride, just go out there and try to make each day the best day possible. That's all. All right. So actually, um, Ethan here would also like to share with us one of the new products of Beauty Glow. So over to you, Ethan. Yeah. So um, my team and I have just launched this new product, and it's called Bay by Beauty Glow. And Bay why as we call in it B A E. Yeah, BAE, okay. Bay. Yeah, so Bay basically, if you, anyone who's in a relationship will know, Bay is the term that you probably used to call your partner, right? Mm -hmm. And so this product, Bay by Beauty Glow, is actually a period cramp relief. So whenever you're feeling a horrible period cramp, you know, what you usually shout for, Bay, you know, it hurts, <laughs> right? So the idea behind Bay by Beauty Glow is that if he can't be there for you, this thing can, right. this period cramp reliever can. Yeah, right. and so, um, we think it's a huge problem and as a wellness and self-care company, uh, I think that this, this is the product that will absolutely uh, reduce the suffering that women have to go through. It's just horrible, you know, every single month women have to go through period cramps, yes, like massive yes, or yes. dreadful, oh my God. cry, pure. Yeah, so yes. we genuinely think we have tried it with a couple of our friends and they absolutely love it. Like it really helps. So if you're interested, you can check out our page at Beauty Glow Cares to know more about this product launch and uh, just shoot us a DM and be more than happy to serve you. Yeah. Yes, okay. We'll definitely include all the links down below. So do check Beauty Glow out and do look forward to a new product, especially if you're a girl who is having a lot of period cramps or you're a guy who, you know, just want to get it for your sister, your mom, your girlfriend, whoever it is. So make sure to check out their new products. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> thank you so much. Okay. So that's the end of this podcast. Thank you so much, everyone. I will see you at the next one. Okay. Thanks, Del. See you. Welcome. See you. Bye. Bye.